Hi, I'm Peyton Luke, and this is First Liberty Live. Thank you so much for liking and sharing our videos. Your support really does make a big difference, and we are so grateful. Stuart Shepard was on the road recently at a gathering of national leaders who are experts in many different areas. We're sharing the interviews he collected as a special summer series that we're calling Leading the Way. We're starting off with a familiar face you may know right away, and you may remember him as Hercules or Captain Dylan Hunt or an atheist professor in the movie God's Not Dead. Kevin Sorbo is now leading the way in bringing you entertainment you can enjoy with your entire family. We are at a conference that is all about religious freedom. I've got Kevin Sorbo here, of course. Why is religious freedom so important to America? Uh, because the forefathers brought it to us. It's in the founding principles of what they even got together and wanted to you know, break away from you know, the monarchy of Britain and the rule that was coming from them. And it's amazing to me how quickly this movement has happened. It's just, I mean, it's always sort of been around, but the last 15 years, it's just accelerated on itself. And it's, a, it's like the smallest percentage of people that we give the loudest voice to. And these are the people that are most negative that want to destroy America. I keep asking the question, why do they want to destroy America? And my wife said, well, it's her power. And all. I go, yeah, but I, I don't get it. I, mean, I, I try to scratch my head around this insanity of what we're doing to make America become, America become like Venezuela is today. Yeah. Why? It's ridiculous what we've done. Look at Venezuela. I mean, they were the most, the most prosperous country in the Southern Hemisphere. And they went to communism, socialism slash communism. It didn't take very long. I remember Ronald Reagan said, you know, we're only a generation away from losing all our freedom. He was wrong. It's going to go quicker than that right now. Wow. It's unbelievable. And true. We're in a, a battle for the hearts and minds sure. of our children and grandchildren. What is it that makes Hollywood be the way that it is, most of Hollywood, be the way that it is today. What's, what are the forces and dynamics behind that? You know, that's another great question. I scratched my head on that one, too. I'm going to have my ideas about it. And this is another thing that really started going in. The 60s really changed things. The Vietnam War, um, the Welfare Reform Act, uh, the hippie movement, the free love, all that kind of stuff. Because prior to 19, the 60s, most movies, at the most, have maybe a PG-13 rating to them, mm. the, at the most. Um, the R rating really came in when we started celebrating the violence and over-sexualization. We started celebrating the anti-hero. The, the bad guy became the guy. Look, I love Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, but they didn't look like Robert Redford and Paul Newman. They weren't these good-looking dudes. <laughs> they were quipping, had a great sense of humor. Yeah. These guys were killers. They were bad guys. And I love the movie just like anybody else, but the reality is we, we just started switching things around and making the, the, the negative people, the angry people, the hateful people, the bad guy, the guy to emulate and want to be like. And that's when the whole thing started kicking into me. And I look at what Hollywood's been doing ever since then, and it's all, you look at sitcoms. Sitcoms always got kind of the hot mom, the dad's kind of weight, dumpy, stupid, and the kids just make fun of the dad all the time. Yep. So the kids have been, gen been doing this for 50, 60 years now. So what happens when you're at home, you're watching these things, teenagers learn this, this behavior from television. Walt Disney said back in the 1950s, movies and television will influence our youth. Well, it certainly has influenced our youth. And it teaches them to make fun of dad. Yeah, is and what you're it's, it's just the whole idea now, they want to destroy the American family. They want to destroy it. You look at BLM. What was their, what was their, their, their whole Bible was get rid of God, get rid of the nuclear family. They equated um, pregnancy to slavery. I go, really? So if women just stopped having babies all together, we have what left on this earth? About 100 years total before there's no more humans left yeah. on the planet? It's just, it's weird, this battle that's going on. And there's so much evil in there. There's so much evil in Hollywood. They do not do the movies that I do. 
or like the Irwin brothers do. They don't, they don't do movies like that anymore because they, they don't want movies that have love and hope and faith and redemption and, and freedom. They don't want that. They want control of your life over everything. And we're going to talk about those films before sure. we're done. But first I want to talk about how everything you just described mm-hmm. – you know personally because it directly impacted your sure. career. You were you were at the top of the business. You're on a hit television good. show. Two Things back were going to great. Back. Couple back to back. <laughs> yeah. And then what happened? Um, I started getting a little more vocal. You know, welcome in the you know the, the world of of you know. It started with you've got mail right back in the mid '90s, and then the growth of the computer and the growth of the of the ease of using it, and the growth of social media sites for people to use to get the words across. So I started being a little more vocal on it. Yeah. Because I, I was never the one to shout things on the set. But if somebody would make a really loud, loud comment, negative comment about America, whatever, I'd go up and talk to that person quietly on the set. I'd go, why do you feel that way? You know, so I became the guy that, well, you know, he's one of those, he's one of those. I mean, my show Andromeda was right after, right after Hercules. I shot for five years in Andromeda. It's the first show Gene Roddenberry created after Star Trek. Yeah. So my captain is first captain after Captain Kirk. <laughs> captain Dillon Hunt, thank you very much. So the, the actresses found out very quickly, oh, my gosh. You're a Republican. You're against education. I went, what? That's what I said. <laughs> I go, you guys are destroying education. What do you mean I'm against education? They, the, the way they get brainwashed through the media is unbelievable. Because I would say 95% of the media is probably left. There's very few people out there fighting. I thank God, you know, people like this, I mean, what's happening right here at this convention is everybody's here is fighting to get America back to where it should be and the way it has always been. Well, one day my manager and agent called me, and I felt like it was an intervention. They said, we can't work with you anymore. We, I said, why? Well, Christian, conservative, things you're posting. It's just studios don't want to hire you. Yeah. So here I was doing all this work, making all these movies, two great television shows, and all of a sudden they kicked me out. Well, I love the industry. I love the creative process of it. So I formed Sorbo Studios. Yeah. So SorboStudios.com is a good place to go. You are a busy guy. You've got a lot yeah. of projects. Give people a sense of, give us a sense mm-hmm. of what all you're working on right now. It's more than one. It's several. It's more than one. I mean, not every movie I do is considered like a faith-based movie. I think every movie is a faith-based movie. Every Athe- movie teaches atheism something. Atheism is a faith, right? And every movie teaches something. Sure. Of course it does, whether it's positive or negative. But it's out there and it's in, you know, ingrained and in, in brainwashing people in a good way or, or a bad way. Yeah. Um, the movies I do, my most recent one was um, based on the Left Behind books, the little 80 million copies back in the 90s um jerry jenkins tim lahey wrote them and it's uh, left behind rise of the antichrist that was in theaters it's streaming now my next movie coming out is called um miracle east texas true story set in 1930 about the largest oil fund in the history of the world i directed that one as well i just wanted to be square with you because i care for you man give you back the thousand dollars i took that you swindled from other widows I don't want you here. I want you out of my house. We got to take what we got and get as far away from Texas as we can get. You want me to walk away from it? We're crooks. We've conned all those old ladies. Yeah, we conned those old ladies because that's what we do. Which happens to have John Ratzenberger and... Yep. Uh, Lou Gossett Jr. Yeah, and your wife. And my wife. <laughs> I got I should mention her too. Uh, Tyler Maine. A lot of people don't. A lot of people know Tyler Maine is from the WWF. This is this six foot ten um, Canadian guy that fought for many years, but now he does all these movies. He was Jason in all the Jason Reborn movies. And you wanted to work across from him. He was great. No, he he does such a great job playing this Texas guy. He did such a good yeah. job. Uh, give us a sense of what that film's about. It's coming out this fall in theaters. Right? Coming out uh, October week, uh, October 29th weekend. Go to SorboStudios.com. You can sign up. August 1st, tickets go on sale. And people can start checking things out right now. I'm doing a thing, not the same that Angel Studios is doing, because they've got a great pay it forward type of thing. We're doing sort of a similar thing called The Power of Ten, okay. where I want people to go to SorboStudios.com. And just buy a ticket for yourself. 
but send the sorbostudios.com to 10 people you know. Tell them to send to 10 people they know. Because here's the thing with independent movies. We don't have a $300 million shooting budget, $100 million advertising budget like James Cameron does, like to do for Pirates of the Caribbean or Avengers. You know, we work on low budgets, but you would never know. They're great movies with great stories. I do movies that Hollywood used to do, movies that have a positive message. So the only way for us to have success because this is going to be a fathom event, is if we fill up every seat in those theaters that opening weekend, then we'll get another weekend. Then we'll get another weekend beyond that. And that's the key to what you know, Angel Studios are doing, where they're able to get a lot of the people that follow them to, to support the movies that they do. And that's what we need to, to battle people. I mean, I get stopped all the time by people who say, hey, I love the movies you do. I love What If, God's Not Dead, Soul Surfer, do more, more movies like that. I go, I will do more movies like that, but you guys got to support them. You got to go. Studios don't care. What, I mean, uh, owners don't care what they put out. They want to sell more popcorn and sodas. They don't care what the movie's about. Yeah. So we need people to, to fight back to Hollywood and to fight back the culture. The Hollywood's kicking our butt in right now and support the movies like this. I, I've got written right here. If people go to good faith-based films, sure. that's how we get more good faith-based films. Exactly. And I think we're getting more and more of that now. The independent market is getting bigger and better, thank God. Um, you look at the latest movie that uh, they just put out with Indiana Jones. Nothing but the woke message again. What's going to happen? Yeah. They're not going to break even. They need to reach about $750 million to break even. They'll they, never make it's it. It's like they forgot who's out there that goes it's to It's like movies. they don't care, which is amazing to me. I just heard recently that so far this year, Disney has lost $900 million. I saw that. Now, how well is that going to go for them with their stockholders? Not too well. I don't know. No. That, you wonder. That, well, that's just the thing. I look at this thing and go, why wouldn't you do it? I had a movie called God's Not Dead. That was massive. For a $2 million budget, made $140 million, all, awesome. all word of mouth. And you did die at the end. So I did die at the I end. I don't want to ruin it for everybody, but... <laughs> it's a good movie. But God's still alive. Um, but, but I went to um, that same year, my movie had just, it was just in theaters now at that moment. We were like in week eight or nine with that movie. Yeah. I got invited to see Noah, if you remember that coming out around 2014, the same <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, I know. Okay, <laughs> so we got invited to this to a private screening at the Paramount Live. Which they pitched so, to faith-based audiences. Of course they Here's did. a biblical film you want so, to take your family to. So, so we go to this, and we sat, Sam and I sat kind of in the back, but it was, yeah. you know, pretty big, big house people. They had a lot, a lot of people from Pepperdine University, professors and stuff. And we're watching this movie, and halfway through the movie, my wife says, this isn't the story of Noah. This is Transformers meets Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, we were driving back home. I said, you wait. The opening weekend will be huge because the, the faith crowd will run in droves for this right. high-tech special effects movie that they could have made you know, with, about Noah and the, yeah. and the ark. And then the and rock said, creatures show up. Yeah. That's it. And I, and I said, you wait. The word of mouth is going to be so bad week two. This is going to drop at least 50%, maybe even 60% next weekend. Yeah. It dropped 62% because yeah. word of mouth was don't waste your time. Well, and, and it, it also underscores what you're saying, and that is there is a large audience out there looking sure. for this kind of content. Hollywood's not going to make it. You're doing everything you can yeah. to try to produce films like that. Thank you for doing that. Well, thank you. But there's 80 million homes out there that want the kind of movies I do. Mm -hmm. My question is, why can't I get $1 from 80 million homes? $80 million, you know what kind of movies I can make? <laughs> I, I, can make I can make 10 amazing movies with that kind of money. And it's just, it's weird that I got to work so hard to raise three million bucks, and I know that sounds like a lot, but I said it to you earlier, that's catering budget, three million dollars on these other big Hollywood budget movies. Give people a sense of how many individual people it takes to put together a decent film these days. How many people work on a project? Um, probably, you know, the movies that we do with three million dollar budget, we got anywhere from 60 to 100 people. 
that work on both sides of the camera. Which is most people never think about. They see no. who's on camera, they don't think about all the people yeah. standing in the yeah, back. All I got to do is watch the closing credits, and you'll see all those names go by. That means you something. Know? Yeah. It, means, it means something. So with, with Let There Be Light, which I, I gave a gift to everybody attending this thing right now, is a movie that I did about four and a half years ago, five years ago. Yeah, I'm going to sit down with my family and watch that one. Oh, get fantastic. Home. I love that. Yeah. And, and that movie opened number two per screen average against Thor Ragnarok. That's a $300 million movie. Yeah. We spent $2.3 million on this. I get a call from Netflix saying, we need to do an inspirational division with you at the helm of this. So I have like three meetings with these guys over the next six weeks. Yeah. Netflix did nothing. They did nothing. It's really? weird. Their ideology is so set with hate and anger towards anything that is positive, that has a, 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 it doesn't even have to have a religious undertone, just have a positive family value, moralistic, whatever it may be. They're, they're so brainwashed to not want to do that anymore. They're the ones who called me. And I didn't go in there with guns blazing. I said, I got some great ideas. I got great scripts. Let's do this. And I told them, there's 80 million homes that want this. Why don't you want to take advantage of that? It was weird to me. But their ideology is so crazy. I'm going, you're still a capitalist business. You can pretend you're, oh, or such great little communist, socialist, whatever. They're in the business to make money. That's what that business is. But they, you know, they love to play that game that we're, we're for the little guy. No, they're not. They're there to make money. What's your advice to families that are trying to figure out? Because, I, and I see this in yeah. families all around me. They want to be part of the culture in the sense mm -hmm. that they want to know what other people are talking about. People make a reference to a movie, they feel left out if they don't know what it's in. Sure. But yet they watch the movie and they're like, ah, I feel a little dirty yeah. watching this. I don't feel good about yeah. it. What can families do? What's your advice for them to, to have some entertainment in the house, but not have to go through that experience over and over and over again? You know, a good place to go. Ted Bear has a thing called the Movie Guide, Movie Guide Magazine, Movie Guide Awards. Ted's awesome. Ted's great. And if you, I think if you go to his website, you'll see they're very honest. They look at every movie. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if it's really a horror movie or really, you know, over-sexualized or over-violence. They look at everything and say, this is what, and they, this is for families. They say, okay. This is the categories that you're going to see in this movie. And if they look at this, it's heavy sex, heavy violence, and they got an 8- and 10-year-old. No, we don't want to see that one. That's a good place to go to check things out. But look at the look at Sorbo Studios. Look at what the Earn Brothers are doing. You yeah. know, look at people that are putting out movies that have a better message for families. And they're, they're out there. You just got to spend a little time looking for them. What you just described is what happens at my house every time we go looking for a film to watch together. We go to Plugged In, sure. uh, Focus on the Family site that does reviews like that. Yeah. And uh, about three out of five movies were like, no, yeah. not going to do it. Yeah. And But, you know, it's... There, there, more and more people are doing these kind of movies. I get, I get emails through my Sorbo Studio site all the time by camera guys, makeup people say, hey, I got to keep quiet about this, but I love what you're doing. I really want to work on one of your movies. You're hitting, see, I hear from people in the business because on occasion I'll say, wow, Hollywood, all of it's so awful. And I'll get emails saying, uh, don't say everybody because I'm in the business. I'm a Christian. I'm just trying to make a living. Yeah, they're, they're afraid. I always get somebody, every movie I've been doing, certainly last, I would say last eight years. I get another actor or a camera guy or a lighting guy. Somebody comes up to me. They look around like we're doing a drug deal. And I say, hey, man, thanks for being a voice for us. And I go, be a voice for yourself. I mentioned the other day in there, I said, we need to wake up the lions. People got to stop being afraid. You know, they say, well, I don't want it to happen to me, happen to you. And I go, I'm still working. I'm not getting called to do big movies anymore, big TV shows, but I'm still making a living. I'm doing movies that this is the path that I believe God opened the door for me to go down. I'm proud of you for what you're doing. Thank you for Thank you. trying to make films that I can watch at my house. There you go. More to, <laughs> there's more to come. Sorbostudios.com. That's the place to go. Anything else you want to share before I let you go? Um, don't let anyone set your limitations. And uh, 
That's really about it. <laughs> don't live in fear because that's the weapon people aren't using. It's the only person you're supposed to fear is God. Kevin Sorbo, thank you so All much. Right. Thank you. If you're enjoying our special summer series, look for more Leading the Way episodes on FirstLibertyLive.com. First Liberty Institute is a nonprofit legal organization that focuses exclusively on religious freedom cases. If that resonates with you, go to FirstLibertyLive.com and look for the big red give button. First Liberty is fighting for what matters most.